This podcast episode is sponsored by Navy Pro Tools. As business owners of Ever Pretty Beauty Studio, we understand the importance of using the highest quality tools and hygiene products. We instantly fell in love with Navy Pro Tools when we first invested in their cuticle pushers named Ethel and Doris. Their titanium coating gives them their signature gold look, but also helps minimise cross-contamination, and we were blown away by their precision. Hygiene has always been a top priority in the studio, and using the Navy three-step hygiene process has allowed us to work safely and effectively, giving us full confidence. Navy's hygiene system has been created with the help from Dr Fenton, an infection prevention and control expert. If you wish to place an order, you can use our code PRETTY10 for 10% discount. Hello! Hi! Welcome back to Series 2 of the Beauty Edit Podcast. A podcast solely dedicated to the nail and beauty industry. Can you believe we're back for Series 2? I know, it's strange, isn't it? It's crazy. Can you believe we've already done 22 episodes already? I know, time has flown by. Cannot believe it. At least it kept us busy during lockdown. I know. Is it time to quit the day job yet? (laughs) Don't think so. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. So, shall we chat about Series 2? Yeah, let's do it. So, Series 2 is going to be a little bit different to Series 1 in the fact that every episode is going to be based on a topic or a subject that we feel is vital to the beauty industry right now. So, what are we kicking it off with? So, we're kicking off with Charging Your Worth with Maddie Cook. Yay, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think this one's going to be really good. Um, So, Maddie Cook is the owner of the consultancy business for the hair and beauty professionals called Bosch Your Salon. Now, some of you probably have seen over lockdown what Maddie has been up to on social media. She's been running a lot of free online masterclasses, which I have actually done one myself. Yeah. Which was really good. It was really, really good. So we decided to invite Maddie on and she's going to talk to us, hopefully, about charging your worth. Yeah, and how to approach that really tricky subject of telling your clients there's going to be a price increase. Yeah, (laughs) and also how to work out your prices in the first instance. Yeah. Because I think so many of us still to this day struggle with knowing exactly what we should be charging. And do we even really know as costs? Do we know as expenses in and out? Yeah. Do we know how much money we need to earn before we even break even? Yeah. These are, you can't just pick a figure nope. f- from top of your head, can you? No, and you Do- can't base off what other people are doing either because their expenses might be completely different to yours. Yeah. Ooh, let's get started. Let's speak to Maddie then. Yeah, let's do it. Hi, Maddie. Hello. Hi. Hi, are you all right? Yes, good, thank you. Are you? Yes, fabulous, thank you. So let's get going with um, the topic, charging your worth. So could you explain to us what the phrase charging your worth really means, please? Yeah, of course. So to me, it's about kind of seeing the value in what we do in terms of our kind of experience, our trade, what we do for our clients, the kind of transformation, and just seeing it as a bigger picture and, and actually kind of removing a lot of negative feelings that we have, especially for some reason, British people have these really awful feelings around um, pricing and, and what money means and that it's a bit gross and horrible and awkward to talk about. And yeah, just kind of getting people to see the worth and the value in what they do and actually start charging that and earning that with confidence. 
Yeah, it's a bit like that advert that goes around at the moment. I can't remember who it is. Is it Barclays? And they say, you know, like money is a really um, awkward subject to talk yeah. about and you should talk about it with your friends and your family. I mean, it's talking more about your personal yeah, money. Yeah. But it is, it, it's an awkward subject, especially when it comes to clients, when you have to tell them, I'm having a price increase yeah. or as prices are changing because as products are changing or, you know, yeah. Just generally, as years go on, your prices are going to have to increase. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. find yourself setting a price and sticking with that price for years. Yeah. For yeah. years and years and years. And we all absorb all them extra costs, you know, that, you know, our suppliers are increasing the cost. Mm. Yeah. But we just feel really guilty and you feel like you have to justify. Yeah. You can't just say, as from the 1st of April, we will be having a price increase. Yeah. Full, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I say. That is what I teach. I teach people a two-sentence price increase. So the two sentences are, dear clients or loyal clients or high lovelies or however you feel comfortable referring to them, um, our prices will be going up on X, full stop. Second oh, sentence, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second <laughs> sentence is, um, we can't wait to see you or thanks for your loyalty. I was so excited to be back or whatever. And that's it. And I get I get sent loads of messages obviously about pricing because it's my jam and I love talking about it. But yeah, I get people who say, oh, would you mind just having a look over at this? Uh, this is my announcement. And literally it's like nine paragraphs. And I go, okay, can we just take out paragraphs two, three, four, five, six, seven and eight? Because <laughs> the intro was perfect and yeah, yeah, outro was perfect. Yeah, and I, I kind of, one of the really big things that I teach is um, it's kind of three the three no's of kind of three don'ts of a, of a price increase announcement so we don't justify we don't apologize and we don't waffle um I've had another waffle <laughs> on because we just tend to go on a big tangent but yeah and I've, I've done it in the past where you where you you feel you put all these really negative words into you like I'm so sorry or with deep regret or unfortunately it's out of our hands and then we feel like we have to justify it and say it's because of this and PPE and we haven't worked for 14 weeks and um gloves cost seven times as much as they used to whatever um <laughs> yeah, they do now <laughs> yeah they do literally they do now uh, and we just don't have to and a lot of what I do I, I love an analogy if you've ever followed anything that I do I'll go imagine if or what, what would happen if because I think it's really important that we like pull ourselves out of our industry because if you take us out and apply it to somewhere else it just looks bonkers like some of the stuff that we do is just wild really when you when you do it in any other industry so one kind of example is like if you went to a supermarket and you were in the bread aisle and there's a, there's a notice up and it says dear which you know whatever supermarket customers um bread's gone up this week or from next week bread bread will go up and we're really sorry about it and um I don't know if you heard but like yeast's really hard to get and I was <laughs> broken down and and we you know we're having less customers in because we're having a distance and whatever we'd be like what the hell like what's it like what's wrong yeah that's just weird it's just really <laughs> weird yeah but we feel like we have to do it and and actually it, you've got to think how that looks in the client's mind as well like you're putting all these really negative words like unfortunately I'm sorry it's out of my control it it kind of sets it in their mind that the pricing is bad that 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 amounts yeah. to negative thing Whereas if you just do it with kind of a lot of its confidence and sometimes it is a bit of a like fake it till you make it. Cause sometimes we're like wobbling inside going, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. And you just go to the till and, and take the bill and don't ask them if it's okay, for God's sake. Don't go, oh, it's 40 pounds. Is that all right? Just literally tell them what it is. And the yeah. more you do that and you realize very quickly, people just don't care. People yeah. don't care about our prices as much as we think they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's it's just building confidence. Absolutely, getting your confidence to to say you're having a price increase, yeah. or like even when you just said them, Maddie, just when you take somebody's bill, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people listening to this podcast that um, me and Shelby have so been guilty of doing this. Mm. Not so bad now because I were a bit strict with you, Shelby, weren't I saying, look, yeah. you've added nail art, you've not charged. Mm-hmm. So Why didn't you charge? And I'm like, because <laughs> that's Angela and she's been a nice. long-standing <laughs> client and I really like her. Yeah. Do you know, but I'm like, yeah, but we've had nail art. So as long as somebody says to you, oh, and shows you a picture from Instagram, Mm-hmm. Like, I really like these. Straight off, me and Shelly like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But it's X, Y, and Z extra. Yeah. Um, You know, 50p per nail extra. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're not bothered. And actually, people appreciate the transparency. And I think there's loads that you can do to make your life easier if you do feel really unconfident. So what things that will make it harder is that if you don't have your price lists, your prices listed anywhere, you don't have them kind of broken down to your kind of like upsells and different options and stuff like that. Um, I know loads of people who don't want to put their prices online for whatever reason, either they feel that they're high or they feel that people might judge them or people who are cheaper or ex-colleagues or whatever it is, something in their mind that they don't want to put it up there. But you're kind of making a rod for your back because you kind of want your client to come in and actually know how much they're going to be paying because then it makes it so much easier because yeah. you barely have to even have that conversation they just go oh I saw on my on my you know if you use a booking system um or the text that you sent me or whatever on my email yeah. oh, I know that it's this much and and there are some really great Instagram accounts where especially with nails and stuff where they have in the highlights so they'll have um like different kind of levels so they might have like basic and then kind of bougie or whatever then you know, whatever <laughs> you know I've just learned that word this week oh, I've, yeah I've not I've not learned it that long because I have two <laughs> I have two renters at work with me and they're only a few years younger than me but I feel like a nana sometimes because I'm like what are you even talking about so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down with the kids now Amanda I'm learning all the, all the words but yeah having just things like that and just having kind of like basic detailed bougie whatever you want to call it and having like examples like actual photos of sets of nails so people can look at it and go, all right, well, I want flame nails or ombre or whatever. And they can see it and they go, oh, okay, that's where mine fits in. This is how much it's going to be. It just makes it so, so much easier for for both of you. Yeah. I think you can't help. I think it's because it's a a one-on-one service. It's very personal. And you can't help but feel emotionally attached to your client. You end up having forming a friendship and a relationship with them. And then when you start to see your clients as more of a, friend necessarily than a client especially if you've known them for like you know tens of years yeah you then feel like they're a friend and then you feel like you're taking their money you know you're like but I have done you a service yeah (laughs) Yeah. so let us ask you this question right if you if you had a mate who who didn't come to you for nails and they just said Shelby can I have a tenner and you were like oh okay cool yeah and then like three weeks later they're like oh can I have another tenner and they just did that every three weeks you'd start to be like hmm this person's maybe taking a lend because I don't get anything back from them and this is this isn't a really fair kind of setup and I'm just literally giving the money out my pocket but that that wouldn't be right and I don't think it's the same when when we do mate rates and stuff like that and discounts and there's something that I call Doris prices because someone in my class <laughs> has a, she has a client called Doris I think it was a hair a hair client and she's done it for years and years and years and she's just on Doris prices which are like made up they're like 10 year old prices and she's oh never, never had a price increase <laughs> um and so every every time I do my classes I ask them like what's who's your Doris and I get all these lovely names of you know like Hazels and Enids and all these um and it seems everyone's got one everyone's got someone who they don't charge the right price to um but yeah someone yeah. said oh I actually put my Doris price up and what was amazing is is this this older lady had never tipped before she just paid the kind of the lower price 
And actually, when she put her price up, not only did she meet that new price, but actually she tipped on top of that. So oh it says, gosh. yeah, I know it's kind of says to me, like, is there some kind of mentality in mm-hmm. if you see your value and you start charging your work, does that, that then kind of reflect back where people then go, oh, well, you're taking yourself seriously. So I'm going to do that as well. Um, yeah, so that was yeah. quite interesting to me. But yeah, and, and you'll, you'll find, you know, um, I, I know a lot of people who just stop doing mates rates, like they're kind of really close friends and, and family discounts. And they'll just send an email, a message out and just say, look, I, I just can't sustain them anymore. The business can't, can't do them going forward. And out of everyone I know who's done that, I had, I've only had one person where they've had a reply saying, oh, if I don't get the discount, I'm not coming in, which oh is fine <laughs> if, because then it very clearly... If my clearly... friend said that to me, <laughs> yeah. I'd think I'd be a bit insulted, Of I course, think. yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it's rude, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think it just makes you think, well, they're just taking me yes, a little they only, bit. Yes, they only yes. come to me because I'm, I'm doing it for a cheaper price. Um, if you can hear that sound, <laughs> it's where police I live. Helicopter. Yeah, where in, I yeah. live, the police helicopter pad is like next door, oh and the helicopter's gone. just decided to land. I'm like, yeah. no, oh, no, not I, now. I can't hear anything anyway. Um, the listeners will have been able to hear. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh well, <laughs> Shel- bit yeah, Shelby. I mean, how much discount were you giving to you? I mean, there were Shelby's close friends, yeah. and there was two of them. Um, they were like my first clients when I first went mobile. I had a little yeah. bit of a blip and a little bit of a break. I came away from beauty for a while. And when yeah. I decided I was going to come back to it, I set up mobile. And my two friends, I said, please let me just do your nails and you can just tell everybody about them, mm-hmm. you know, at college, at university. Yeah. And it started like that. And then I was like, I'm going to have to charge you something because it's taking me time mm-hmm. and it's product. So I charged her a bit more. And then when I decided I was going back full time, I literally just texted them both. I'm like, sorry, girls, you're going back to full price. Like, yeah. it all lump well, it. <laughs> what it was then is they were then taking up prime slot appointments. That's it, yeah. yeah. On an evening. Um, Which I could have given to a full paying client absolutely. at the time. And what happened, so, Shelby, when you told them they were paying full price, what happened? They were just like, okay, see yeah. you next time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, but neither of them even batted an yeah. eye because... Like when we've had the conversations between us, like me and my friends are really close and mm. we're all very honest with each other. And like they said, well, it's either I come and pay you 30, 35 pound mm-hmm. or I go pay somebody I don't know 30, yeah. 35 pound. I'd rather business, be yeah. supporting you. Cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And I, I think people need to keep in mind as well that like supporting you doesn't necessarily have to mean coming to you. So if you were too, if you become too expensive for some of your mates because no matter where your prices are you're always going to be too cheap for someone and too expensive for someone else so I have I have friends and family that don't come to my salon and that's fine like I don't mind that at all because I'd much rather yeah <laughs> I'm like, laughing I'd, because I do my sister-in-law do not come to our salon yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people sometimes I see people in groups where they get upset and they go oh I feel really hurt and I'm like actually you don't want them because sometimes they're not the greatest clients sometimes they no. take the makeup bit and and maybe run late and or late cancel and they don't kind of respect it as much as maybe our paying clients and stuff um and it just gets rid of that awkwardness because if in your head you're going oh I know they can't afford it I know they you know they don't get paid very much or this is too much and then you get that temptation to discount them I, I think it's actually just much better for them to go somewhere else but obviously they can support you in other ways they can you know share your posts and recommend yes. people to you and stuff like that so yeah, I would just say to people, don't feel too upset because it actually might be a blessing in disguise, really, if that space can be opened up for someone who is, you know, more than happy to, to pay the full prices. Yeah. Um, I've got a friend who comes to me. She's never had discount, mm-hmm. but I do do a waxing for free, which yeah. it takes me like 10 minutes. She'll have an eyebrow wax, a lip wax, 
and a nose wax. <laughs> oh, face wax, yeah, everything can't, else. Can't believe she's just said a nose wax on here. <laughs> we call it, me and my friend call it nozzies. nozzies. She has a nozzies I'm, done. Let's just, yeah. As long as you're not naming her, I suppose, on yeah. the podcast. She'll know, she'll know if she yeah. listens. She won't even be bothered anyway. But, like, because she is one of my really good friends and mm. she's very loyal and she pays full price. Mm-hmm. And she would, I know she would if I said to her, like, oh, you know, it's X amount for your waxing. Mm. She'd be totally fine with it. But I just think as her friend, yeah. it doesn't cost me a lot in products and it doesn't cost me hardly any time. You do it as more of a gift to her yeah. rather than yeah. a service yeah. as such. Yeah, I do. Do you think, Maddie, yeah. with what we've just been talking about and charging, mm. do you think um, people undercharging has like devalued the industry? 100%. Yeah, I think it's a really massive problem that we've got. Um across the industry actually like I'm I come from a hair background um and so I kind of only saw hair until quite recently that it's only kind of since I've been doing this with people that I've been able to kind of speak to more people in beauty and nails and stuff um and yeah some of the prices that I see for hair I just think wow I don't think I could get the product you know we could buy the product for that um but in beauty it seems actually almost worse in a way because it's mm. it's across the board whereas at least in hair you get some salons who are kind of you know charging decent amounts and and seeing the worth it there's kind of like you you on one side or the other whereas in beauty it's kind of this it's like a big mindset and it's, it's strange isn't it because I see a lot of nail girls where they say oh, I just can't get past 30 pounds they just have it in the head like as if there's this upper limit but then I think back to you know 10 15 years ago and it was it was the same price like prices just yeah. haven't seemed to have changed yet everything else goes up doesn't it all presumably all your stocks and and stuff and your education yeah. and um and your cost of living your own personal stuff because I think we need to really remember that um we work to to kind of live we don't live to work so if our bills go up which I don't know about you but mine have gone up every single year you know you cancel yeah. tax and uh you rent and whatever else you're paying um they all go up so if you haven't increased your prices and your actual profits year on year you're giving yourself a pay cut and there are yeah. things there are like calculators you can use online there's, there's if you look up like um inflation calculator and it'll tell you what inflation is every year someone um came to I had two people on my class yesterday who said they hadn't done this in 10 years and I said oh do me a favor use this calculator and and put in whatever you know you charge for your main treatment for 2020 and then put it in for 2010 and tell me what that money's worth now because you'll find that 30 pounds isn't worth 30 pounds anymore <laughs> it's it's yeah. devalued because the cost of um like the, the pound is less I don't know the ins and outs of it but yeah cost of living goes up um it does but but also like we we think oh well the cost of living's gone up yeah. so we need a wage increase yeah um but also we we forget that then then people who are employed yeah will have been given yeah, a wage increase <laughs> yeah. in line with like yeah the inflation yeah so they'll have had an increase in their wage yeah minimum, wages. Added, yeah, yeah, minimum, minimum wage living up. wages yeah. gone up but then yeah. ours haven't yeah exactly. that's it it's 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 wild we're living in this kind of like bubble of 10 15 years ago um and people aren't changing I mean it's it's kind of at its worst I mean I've had messages of people where they're literally crying like really really upset because they've they've actually worked out the numbers and they've said you know there's a really big part of my business that I'm making less than minimum wage on like the worst I've seen is like Mm -hmm. two three pound an hour and I just think it's it just devastates us because I just think I love I really love the industry and there's such amazing people in it and we're so passionate and so skilled and um and yeah we go into it because we love it and there's this whole thing of like oh what you know work a job you love you'll never work in a day in your life I think that's that's great and that's a really good place to start from and and I do 
you know, count myself as really blessed that I wake up every day and I get to do a job that I love. But if you're not getting paid fairly for that, the love will very quickly start to dwindle and you can't sort of love yourself into making no money and then yeah. you're on getting met and you're in really stressful situations and you can't it's affecting your kind of family life and personal life so it's people have this kind of impression that it's one or the other that you can either love it or you can get paid fairly for it and then somehow you you, you lose the love or you're not a nice person anymore which is just rubbish so yeah it's it's understanding that you can have both and actually from my experience I love it even more knowing that I get paid fairly for the work that I do um yeah. I don't think I would love it so much if I if I was still in the days like I was many moons ago where I wasn't making very much money from it and and just working every single hour and absolutely running yourself into the ground and I'm sure anyone will tell you who's who's gone back to work now it it kills you <laughs> I don't know how we did it before like my first couple of days I was just absolutely absolutely shattered so yeah and we, and we can't do it forever either you know we can't do our job probably as long as most people can do their office jobs yeah no so we've learned this haven't we yeah. yeah I mean I'm 46 and I'm sat here now like trying to put my posture up yeah. and like Shelby's doing the same yeah I'm like twisting my neck a bit and yeah. you're only what and I'm 24, 24. So, yeah like the aches and pains are real they're really yeah. they're really severe I yeah. mean like now I take on I work like a full week mm-hmm. full time um two late nights and then mm. I do three other just regular like nine to fives yeah but mum you started to like almost I'm you don't take on back yeah mum's cutting back she's only doing so many a day she's not yeah. taking on new clients because like you just can't physically do that many back to back anymore that's it and, and in any other job you know if someone was working in an office you know you can work there until you retire essentially there's no kind of like physical where you go actually I've got to put a time limit on that and that's something we've got to remember as well especially kind of younger people in the industry is that it won't be this forever so you can't in an, in one sense you've got to kind of make hay while the sun shines and make sure that you yeah it's just like without you know sounding like a you know like a mom going you need to put money in a pension you need to have savings you need to you know plan for the future because you'll not be sat doing nails when you're 65 <laughs> like I'll tell you yeah. now you'll not be so yeah we have we're like to, footballers well I mean we're very yeah I'd like to retire at like well I was gonna say 29 I'm older than that now but yeah um <laughs> Yeah, it, it is the same kind of thing, isn't it? If you do anything kind of physical, we need to be mindful yeah. that this isn't forever and we need to kind of at least, you know, put a little bit away or, you know, if if, if this happens again, which I'm, I hope it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, how many how many professionals say you must have three months of savings, you must have enough to pay your bills for three months and, and no one does and then something like this happens and it absolutely, you know, like rattles everyone and we need to start planning actually with the future in mind. So a lot of kind of what I do is, rather than looking behind you so I'll give you an example most self-employed people I know not just in our industry but self-employed people in general if I said to you when do you know how much money you make you'll probably tell me it's January the 31st <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, following when year you're accountant, yeah yeah when you're accountant when you hand a bin bag full of receipts your accountant and, and hand over a bunch of money um so yeah most of us don't know how much we make until um so if I said how much will you make for the rest of this year you'll go oh, I'll tell you in January 20 um 22 <laughs> which is not very yeah. helpful when you think about it because if if it's lower than what you what you thought it would be it's really hard to look back on that and kind of analyze why that was and you know how much was I working what what deals was I getting at the wholesalers uh, what products how fast was I stuff like that and and by the time you've worked that out you're actually halfway through in fact you need yeah. three quarters away through that year so what I kind of try and get people to do is think do you know what how much do you want to make in the next year and, ha- and you need to factor in everything as well so um obviously just your normal operating costs but things like 
how much do you want to set aside for training your budget do you need to do you need a budget for equipment um for decor you know keeping things up to date are you going to need a new car at some point if you're mobile and actually thinking of all of these things so when we're setting our prices we're doing it with the kind of future in mind because again you wouldn't walk into an employee job and ask for you know you wouldn't no. you wouldn't you wouldn't um <laughs> apply for a job and go oh how much is the tal- salary and they go oh, I'll tell you in 18 months <laughs> like, yeah. like oh I can't need to know that now it's really important so we need to just do the same I guess um and then we get off that roller coaster because we all end up on this thing where you have a couple of busy weeks and then a couple of bills come out yeah. or you have to you know replace loads of your, your products and stock and and it's kind of getting off that and, and having that kind of consistency built into your prices and it just feels much safer um and I've started to get loads of kind of um bits of feedback and stuff on people who've looked at the prices in the last couple of months and it's just insane just how much more confident they feel and just that kind of I guess feeling like a business owner really because it's a really big part of business isn't it but it's a bit that, that a lot of people kind of pass by yeah, yeah. or struggle with absolutely or get stressed yeah. out about yeah <laughs> they're not quite sure there's no formula yeah you know just for somebody coming into the industry yeah they probably just look at you know Sarah down the street yeah. <laughs> and what what services does she offer and I mean this is exactly what it used to be like years ago yeah. you'd literally go around everybody's salon yeah. and get a price list I mean you couldn't go online back then yeah yeah so you, you send your mummy so you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little mole yeah to go in get the grab the price list and literally that is how you would set your price. That's how they do it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I put a well, I put a poll up when I do classes and I say, How do you work out your prices? And every single time it is at the very least it's been about sixty five percent, but at the highest it's like ninety five percent people have just copied other people. And that's just yeah. how we do it. That's that's always the way it has been done, it is the way we do it now, or people base it on location which is a never-ending battle that I'm fighting about <laughs> but it's not it doesn't make a big difference and actually I'm I'm kind of coming up against suppliers and educators who who is spreading that message which makes my life quite hard <laughs> um, trying to get people out of this kind of mindset and the, the problem is when you've had an industry that's been around you know for a long time it, we become a kind of um we're, we're stuck in this like it's the done thing we just do things because it's the way they've always been done um and it's quite hard to kind of it's unsettling I guess to for someone to come in and go let's not do this anymore (laughs) this doesn't work let's do something else because it's it's just easy isn't it it's an easy life to go I'll just copy someone else I'll not sit and do numbers I don't I don't really know the maths to it and and so on but this is how we end up with people getting paid two pound an hour and um very sadly going out of business or or having to work you know absolutely mammoth hours and when when I kind of ask people why did you first start a business why did you first go self-employed at the very beginning we go into it because we want more freedom we want more money we mm. don't want a boss <laughs> we don't like the yeah it so <laughs> we don't want a boss yeah well, we don't I think boss I actually stuff, said yeah. that in one of the previous podcasts yeah didn't I? yeah well yeah, that's mine said... like I don't like being told yeah. what to do or for anyone I else <laughs> I struggle I with authority so I want to be my own boss <laughs> and you know I don't have to deal with anyone like that um, I want to have autonomy I want to have the choice over you know when I work I want to have you know Wednesdays off whatever and then what happens is you have less money less time um, you yeah. have a boss that treats you really badly <laughs> it's you <Yeah. laughs> who doesn't you know give you days off and and yeah, yeah it, it doesn't turn out to be the kind of lovely shiny thing that we thought it would be but it is it is kind of our responsibility obviously we get out of it what we put in but I completely 
I'm very compassionate and I, I understand that no one's ever taught us this. So it's not for me to kind of shame people and go, you should know better because no one's ever taught us how to do this. So no, my kind of job is to go, I'll just help you. Like, let's just going forward. Let's just try and do it the right way and, and actually start making some some decent money and, and charging out work. Yeah. I think the other thing that people don't tend to think about is not only putting to one side the money to pay the tax, mm. but also what about if we do get ill? We don't Absolutely. get no, yeah. no sick benefits. We don't yeah. get any hol- holiday pay. If yeah. you've got rent like we have, we have to pay, we go on holiday, so we have to pay the rent. Yeah. Um, you know, all these other benefits, maternity and yeah. pensions Everything has to be things factored like in, that. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we have to look f- in the future. We don't look behind and go, oh, what did I earn last year? Oh, so much and was like X amount of money and was that okay? We need to go, well, actually, what are our plans and what are our goals? And in a year, do I want to open a salon? Or, you know, whatever your goals might be. Um, mm-hmm. And start factoring in that now because you're going to need, you, you know, you are going to need the money to do that. And yeah, exactly like you said, you want to make sure that when you take two weeks on holiday, you aren't panicking going, oh my God, I don't have money in the bank and bills to pay. Or, you know, God forbid you, you hurt your hand or something like that and you had to take a few weeks out. Um, yeah, and if you speak to any kind of financial advisor, they'll absolutely hammer you. They'll go through everything with a fine tooth comb they want to know every penny that you've got and and where it goes and, and rightly so because um they'll be telling you, you you need to have this money set aside and you need to make sure that you are um properly covered whether that's insurance or whether yeah. you're just putting money aside yourself um, i've got an insurance policy for yeah like, yeah I think, if i get hurt at work yeah know, if i can't go to work and i've got various bits and bobs really yeah <laughs> yeah well, it's important, isn't it? Like and all things like that. Yeah, like if I have this like really bad thing about um about hurting my hands, and um we've been to New York like three is it three times I think uh, in over Christmas last three years, and every time I go, oh, I'd love to go ice skating, but I just can't. Yeah. In my head, I go, what if I like there's some like blades over my hand? Not that's a bit dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> what if I fall so over? I went to New York for Christmas. Mm, what last year? No, year, yeah, before. year before. Year before, and Mum said to me. Do not go ice skating. Yeah. My boyfriend were like, oh, we're going to go yeah. ice skating. I was like, no, mum says no, no, we're not. <laughs> because you don't think about it when you're yeah. younger. But, know. you know, to fall, break your elbow, break your wrist. Yeah. Like you say, slice off a finger. Yeah. You know, it, it's your livelihood, isn't it? It's it is, gone. absolutely. Whereas if you've got insurance, I mean, I'm not telling you to be, you know, cavalier with your ice skating or whatever. But <laughs> oh, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to panic, you know, quite as much. Or, or, that's you know, why I kept saying to mum I was like I've got an insurance policy she's like that's not the point <laughs> that's a, maybe more of a mum thing though isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so if anybody's listening Maddie yeah where do they start with working out you know the costings and how much to charge so it's a really big question because there's so much that kind of goes into it the very first question that I'll always ask you is how much money do you want to make and we have to start there and like it is one of the hardest questions for people to ask because um, for people to answer because they just don't know. Or like we've said, they have these really awkward feelings. And I've had people messaging me going, oh, I've put in this amount. Is that OK? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like you can put in whatever you want. Um, but then I've also had people putting in 150 grand who've just said, you know what? Sort of, I'll just put it in, see what happens, see what kind of um, what figures I come out with. I'm, t- I'm referring to my calculator, by the way, because I do have a pricing calculator, which does all the kind of numbers stuff for you. But yeah, if you if you kind of just starting to work things out, think about that. Think about um, how many days you want to work, how many weeks. Think about kind of what it costs you to run your business, what your future plans are, and start kind of one of the one of the most startling things I think you can ever see 
in black and white is actually how much it costs you to run your business before a client comes yeah. in. Scary. Um, it is yeah. horrifying. Yeah, it's absolutely huge. Even if you just work from home on mobile and your overheads are less, there's loads of sneaky ones that we don't really think about. So stuff like your, your yearly stuff, like your insurance, maybe if you've got a website um, that you renew. Three of mine renewed recently at 100 odd quid each in one day. Um, but lucky, I factored it all in, so it's fine. Um, things like your personal life, you know, do you want to go on holiday? How much is that going to cost you? What are your goals? Are you saving for deposit or are you paying a mortgage off? Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a big thing. What it's probably easier for me to tell you what not to do. So what not to do is don't look at anyone else. Don't yeah. go into a Facebook group and say hi. How much does someone else charge? Otherwise, I'll probably get tagged and I'll come and join. Because <laughs> I get tagged about twenty times a day, which is mint. I really love it. Um, or I've got lots of other people now who go, no, no, don't do it. Don't don't base it on anyone else. Um, yeah, kind of don't be tempted to go for the easy route because the easy route isn't isn't correct. Um, yeah, because sorry, I don't mean to right, no, put, put in there, but everybody's overheads are so different. Absolutely, we used yeah. to have a home salon. Yeah. So we had no rent to pay. We had, um, as electricity was free because it came from solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, as insurance went up, um, but really we didn't have any, did we, no. And if anybody looks at us now, they'll be thinking, why did they ever move out of that beautiful yeah. garage convert? Because <laughs> yeah. this is a question we ask ourselves yeah. every day at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because we, we moved in December and we've yeah. now got larger overheads. Mm. So... For instance, if Shelby was still in the garage and I was in a salon Mm -hmm. and we were both using the same products, Mm -hmm. so for instance, a shellac manicure, we were both buying CND shellac, Mm -hmm. it cost us the same to to carry out that treatment, Mm -hmm. but our overheads are completely different. Yeah. And and that's what people aren't seeing when they look at Sarah and Mary. Yeah. They're not seeing that there's difference. But also this was another question that we wanted to touch on was Mm -hmm experience Mm -hmm. you know we we wanted to ask you I'm sort of going off slightly here but like if somebody is new we see this all the time where they'll say um I'm I'm new I've just passed and and they start out you know offering a shellac manicure for five pound yeah and it's like I'm like no (laughs) please don't do that because it's costing you more because it costs you nearly yeah 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 um that was one question that we did want to touch on if we could yeah is like should new people to the industry be offering discounts yeah so um I've literally answered this question to someone in my inbox today so this is fresh in my mind she's the little sister of a really good friend of mine and um she is kind of stuck between kind of what do I do she's luckily she she came to one of my free classes and she was like ah right okay I'm gonna start kind of um higher like nearer what I want to be charging kind of in the long run because I always say start as you mean to go on like yes if you um if the work's not kind of up to scratch yet then yeah you do need to obviously have a little bit of time to get that right but what what I said to her is rather than going in with like a because she she'd started with quite a low price when she first put prices out then she's kind of come and seen me then she's decided like where she wants to be so she's saying should I either just charge the lower price um or, or what should I do and I said what I would recommend is put the put the final prices out there and then you dictate to them so if there are designs or particular things that you know you need to work on in, in particular um like types of nail art or so, forgive us because I don't do nails but you know what I mean so, so, <laughs> yeah. I think hers was like a, a acrylic she wasn't really that confident with um I said what I would do is put something out there and like photos of kind of other people's work and just say this is the kind of thing I'd love to do I'd really like to try something like this 
and the same if people do kind of hairdressing and stuff like that people always ask ask me like oh how do you do so many vivids I'm like you just do them just do them a couple of times and people will come to you because once they know you can do that then it'll attract them but that's a kind of different conversation um and just put pictures out there and say I'd love to try this uh, model rate I am still practicing I am in training so I'll do it for this lower amount but it's for this particular service and this kind of particular thing finish and then it's really kind of transparent everyone knows where they're at no one it doesn't give them any wiggle room to be like oh well actually yeah but could I could I just have uh, ombre instead because that's not going to be helpful to to you yeah. on your kind of learning journey so I would yeah. do that and and at that point yes you utilize your friends and family and you're you're lucky with nails because you have your own nails so you can practice looks <laughs> I couldn't do my own set of extensions in my hair a million times um so utilize that in the very kind of early stage until you build up but I think we need to get out of this thing of like our oh, time served and, and how long you need to be doing it to like warrant a decent price like um my nail tech Christy she first started uh just well no she came to work just in the same building I'm in about a year and a half ago and she did my nails and she was working part-time still she worked for HMRC and and she was saying oh I want to I want to get busy enough so I can leave and she did my nails were absolutely amazing and just in conversation I said how long have you done nails for and she said oh six months and I was just blown away by that and there wasn't any part of me that thought oh my god six months and you're charging me that for me it was the opposite I thought oh my god six months and you're this good that's amazing and and um and you know I'm really happy to pay the price that she charges and so uh, are clients and I think the 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 trouble you run into if you start really really cheap is that especially if it's if it's just not your friends and family because they'll just tend to come and, and do it to help you out I suppose but if it's other clients is you you're attracting a client who is price sensitive um and this might be the same and that's, <laughs> I like that word it's a nice it's a very nice sensitive. way to put it isn't it I, I, hate <laughs> yeah. I think that's a very diplom- a diplomatic <laughs> way to say it yeah so we'll call them price sensitive and there's nothing inherently wrong with, with this particular type of client and there are clients who have a very low budget and they're perfectly fine they're lovely lovely people but um from my own experience when I started there because that's what I did I made the mistake of going in so so cheap because I just I worked another job and I wanted to leave and I just thought oh, I, I just get volume I'll just get loads of clients until yeah. I have enough to leave um but actually it was really problematic because I always say like if someone will come to you for 30 well for nail say if someone will come to you for 20 pound they'll leave you for 19 so if there's someone around the corner doing it cheaper they're they're very very hard to keep hold of and yes some of them can be loyal and I've had a few clients who who I had quite early doors who are still with me and you'd actually be really surprised at the the price difference that they're they've kind of moved along through but generally speaking you will lose those people as you increase in price um and from a business perspective it's very time consuming uh labor intensive quite expensive to get new clients because you've got to you know advertise get business cards price lists ask people to leave recommendations referrals you might give uh you might go on Groupon or yeah we're gonna we were just we're just gonna mention I just whispered Groupon to (laughs) Shelby Shelby just shook her head at me yeah because (laughs) a long 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 time ago when I was like still learning and I was an apprentice um we were in a very small like village area and there was like hundreds of salons you could literally you were looking into each other's salons that were that close together and I don't know, did somebody approach us about doing a group on and mm. said, like, oh, yeah, you know, somebody had told us how great it was. Yeah, to like do it'll Groupon. really work. And, you know, you'll retain, as long as you're good at your work, you'll retain the mm. clients. And I do still have some original group on clients mm. now, eight years later. But that was a nightmare. Like, 
working flat out. Working flat yeah, out. The people imagine, yeah. weren't appreciative. All it did was cause people to complain. Yeah. Like about oh well, it you know like when they're coming in, you sort of explain to them, oh, well that treatment doesn't actually include this part. Would you like to add it on for an extra five pounds? And it yeah. was just. It was a nightmare, wasn't it? It was yeah. awful, awful experience. I, I think that yeah, is but... the case. Like, I find that now being the kind of opposite end of that, and I, I literally don't know how my price compares to people nearby because I just literally don't look at it. It's just based on the prices of mine and not kind of anyone else's. But um, my clients now are the best clients I've ever had. They are so respectful, so loyal. They come in on time. They don't mess about. Um, they tend to follow really good aftercare. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll use the right stuff to keep, the hair and stuff looking nice whereas actually when I charge less and maybe it is this kind of mindset thing I suppose and in, in they if you don't respect your own worth and your own skills then other people might not do that either um and those were the kinds who were actually the worst some of them that would take up like a really disproportionate amount of your time they would ask you for discounts they'd kind of guilt trip you they'd be really kind of nitpicky so they'd be like oh I don't like this or this this broke or whatever um can you fix this they'll kind of really take yeah. a lens of you a lot of the time um and yeah I think people don't realize because I think there's just this big kind of anxiety around increasing prices but actually you tend to attract a totally different kind of caliber of of client because yeah. you've you've taken that first step to see the value in yourself and have that confidence and and loads of it as well comes from like marketing I, I find this is a really important thing to talk about um because if you just say Hi, I'm I'm Shelby, and I work from a garage. Here's a set of nails I did. Like that's not gonna <laughs> like like anyone's fire up. I don't think. Um, but you know, there's there's a there's a girl who I, I'm obsessed with called Benny. Uh, uh, Instagram's nails by no Benny's nail bar. Benny, I uh, B double. Oh, I don't think B- I'm off to go. Google. I'll go find her. It's B double N I E S. Benny's nail bar. She's actually in Brisbane in Australia, which is wild. Um, and she go found her. She's, I talk about it all the time. I message and I'm like, I hope you don't mind that I talk about you. But she's a perfect example. So she she came along to my free class. She didn't she used a calculator and she actually increased her nail prices to it's in Australian dollars, but I actually did a Google conversion and it's I think it's it's £99.50 <laughs> for a set of nails. Um, which is amazing. And she literally it's the first thing she writes in the caption is how much it costs. As if just like, I'm really proud of this, I have no shame in it whatsoever. This is the price that you're gonna pay. And then she uses like bullet points. And honestly, I was like, get me on a plane because the way she describes the work she does is just incredible. It's about um, like a cuticle health check. Um, I think it's like a Russian massage technique. Um, she talks very much about hygiene, cleanliness. She does loads of stories, uh, fresh coffees and all of that. And I was like, this is kind of what you have to do, though. So if you are mm-hmm. increasing your prices, you want clients to understand, not in a justification way of like, oh, you know, please, it's because of this. But actually... It's like if you walked into a designer shop, like a Louis Vuitton shop, they're not just going to have it like scruffy and you know what I mean? It's going to yeah, be like, like yeah. primer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to be primer. <laughs> exactly. Like people fighting over stuff. Um, yeah. It'll be like beautifully lit and well presented and the communication will be amazing, how they write the website. You'll just get a really good kind of luxurious feel. But even stuff yeah. like the words that we use as in, you know, stop saying I work from home or I work from my spare room, but just saying things like private studio. Um which is just one really tiny change, but it just makes this really big shift in your, in your client's mind. Yeah. About the kind of value and, and where you sit. And it, it just kind of adds that luxury, doesn't it? Um, and actually, there are things that you guys can do, you know, back when you were in the in the garage. There's stuff that people who work from home or mobile can do that salons can't do. So things like having a, 
really bespoke one-on-one appointment where you get the client gets your undivided attention and you know they don't it's it's like a busy bustling atmosphere it's really relaxing and kind of private um they might not have to pay for parking they might not have to like battle it out to get a city center car park space and and so on um obviously there's stuff in salons that you can do that that people at home can't but it's about pulling out the the best positives that you can pull out and actually putting those in to your marketing um and I know that doesn't come easy to a lot of people because we really hate to uh, to our own horn <laughs> but we, you have to because you know all the clients will do it for you you know we're, we're lucky that a lot yeah. of clients kind of sing our praises but yeah you want when people land on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever for them to be like oh I get it like this is totally worth this money because look at look yeah. at them look at what they do we've yeah. we've moved from our garage studio um to a salon yeah um but it's not a salon if that makes sense right. it's we rent space within an old building okay. so there's loads of other people so mm-hmm. there's like a hairdressers a chiropractors yeah. and there's a gym and things like that um but we've got clients who have been to both mm-hmm. so they've been to the studio and then they've been to the new place and they both like it just just the same I'd mm-hmm. say Shelby wouldn't you yeah yeah, I'd say so. I think there's like pros and cons to both. Like yeah. where we are now, there's a car park and it's mm-hmm. free and it's a big car park and they're laid out with spots. It's easy. Yeah. Fling yourself into one. Whereas at the home salon, it was one long drive. So they had to be a bit more mindful of like parking and not running over yeah. the next door neighbour, Brian's bush, which <laughs> clients <laughs> used to run it over all oh the my time. God, and yeah. I used to say, I don't know how. I used to have a lady, and I can't remember her name. I think it was something like Mary. And I used to go, Mary's done it again, Mum. Oh, I've again. watched her, and she's <laughs> ran it over again. Brian's going to kill me. Oh, yeah, it. but Mary drove the biggest, oldest Mercedes. And yeah. she was about 80 year old. <laughs> <laughs> you think, get out that car, Mary. It's not for you. <laughs> Mary needs to get on the bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, but anyway, we got off on a bit of a tangent. But... Um, that's just got me thinking though about um sort of like discounting when we're first learning. Yeah. Uh, what about during like quiet periods at work? Should we be doing a discount or doing an offer, or do you think you end up having a bit of what I call a Laura Ashley effect? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, for me, it's a hard no about disc. I think discounts in general, apart from the only time I'll kind of let you off is like I say, starting off or introducing a new person. So for example, I've just hired my sister to help me out with her extension. She's never done extensions in her life. And I've got her as 50 pounds less than what I charge. And that is for three months. So by the end of September, she'll be the same price as me. And I've done it for 10 years. So um, because clients are happy that I've overseen her, I've trained it to my standards, like she works right next to me. um, And they know that, you know, I'm not going to train anyone who's going to be naff. So um that's the kind of only time and they also know that actually if they come after the you know beginning of October or whenever I set the end date that it'll be the same price as me because it's just to kind of get her confident and a bit quicker um yeah what I find happens when you do discounts and and I I totally get the temptation because if you're looking at loads of white space in your diary there's something in your head that goes just stick a discount on any money is better than no money you know even if it's 20% off or whatever and I what they'll do sorry Sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, I find when you've got gaps like that, mm-hmm. adding value by adding yeah. other treatments 100%. or add-ons yeah. is better to entice them to come in and pay full price for, say, gel toes. But yeah. we've got this new treatment, which we have. We've got the Ellen um, pedicure range. Yeah. And we said, 
because we've we've been hit obviously going back from lockdown we thought oh we're going to be rushed off our feet Mm. and it's so hit and miss Mm. so hit and miss um so we were on about like where we did have gaps were we were going to do an offer for gel toes Mm. so they pay full price for gel toes but we've got a new product they're not getting the full treatment they're just Mm. getting a taster and we'll just add it it'll take us five ten minutes more Mm -hmm. um and add value rather than discounting would yeah. you agree would you agree with that? So or? I'd say if you if you are gonna go down that route, that's definitely a better route to go down than, than giving discount. But I, I I just say think about the perception from kind of take yourself out of your own mind and put yourself in the client's shoes. So if you see if you're a regular client, say if I have a regular client and they've come to me for years and years, and then they see on social media that I put a thing up saying, Oh, I've got spaces on Tuesday and Friday, twenty five percent off whoever wants them. And they're in yeah. on they're in on Wednesday, paying full price. That's going to really really pay that person off. In the same way that if you've ever bought something online for full price or in a shop, and then you go on and it's discounted off flights. I do this all the time with holidays, and I torture myself. And I log back in. I go, oh, I wonder how much it is now. And I go, oh my god, it's hundreds of pounds less. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get really annoyed, don't you? Because you think I feel like I've been ripped off here, and I should have waited, and I've been punished for booking early, and I should have hung on. And it kind of does the same thing to our clients and what we want to reward is like good behavior. So good behavior is, yeah. is booking in advance. Um, and what they might kind of in the back of their mind feel is that actually I've kind of been punished. So because I've done the right thing and I've booked at the end of my last appointment um, and I've got that appointment locked in, I'm now getting punished because I'm having to pay full price. Whereas if you're in a position where you're quite flexible and you think, oh, well, actually I can, I can do any time. So what I'll do is I'll not rebook and I'll just sit and wait. And it becomes this kind of game of chicken because they start yeah. to learn quite quickly um that if they hang on long enough you'll panic and you'll put a discount on the same as like the kind of SESs and the DFSs of the world like if you (laughs) went and bought a sofa full price you'd feel like an absolute mug because you'd feel like there'll be a discount if I'll literally leave the shop and they'll stick a discount on well you don't you don't buy you know yeah you know the discount yourself yeah that's like what I said with the Laura Ashley effect I mean you know I shouldn't really mention Laura Ashley right now it's not a good time for them absolutely not no (laughs) We would go in and see something that we absolutely loved, like mm. my mirror downstairs in my living room, and we were like, "Oh yeah, beautiful, love mm. it." Um, we'll wait a month. Yeah, yeah. We'll wait till we get an email, yeah. and even then, we'll go in and it'll be discounted, mm-hmm. say half price. Mum will go, "That'll come down even further." Yeah. We'll come back next week. <laughs> we do, yeah, it's what how you you train yourself. You yeah. know what's going to happen then. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what happens is, especially if it happens more than once, people will go, "Well, actually, I'll hold off," and you'll start to notice because when you try to rebook, people will go, "Oh, I don't have my shifts yet. Do you mind if I just get in touch with you?" Or they'll make some kind of reason yeah. why they can't do it, and then you'll have more and more white space because then less people have rebooked, and then it becomes this very quick kind of downward spiral where you just then go, oh my God, I need to put another discount on. Because yes, when yeah. you put a discount on, you get a spike of people normally, but the next weeks are going to be where you, you really, really struggle because not only do you lose those, because they, and you, like we say, you might just attract discount people. So they yeah. might never be full price people. And then your full price people turn into discount hunters because they want to wait to see if you're going to put another one on. Um, What you could do is just think about instead kind of, um the clients that you've got in in that week so have a look and go right I've got so, such a person such a person what about like you say kind of adding value Amanda is but with the people that you've already got in so just think if you've got a space after them and just text them and then it kind of keeps it off social media as well so it kind of doesn't ha- mean that new people or old yeah. people get kind of they see it 
and just say, oh, I've got space after you. If you want, I can like upgrade you to like a luxury pedicure or something. It's normally this much, but I don't mind doing it this much. Um, or because you yeah. know, you're a really loyal client. And they, they're they then like, oh, that's really nice. Um, Obviously be mindful of it because again, you don't want them to be like, oh, maybe I'll get this thing again. And just kind of say, oh, just this kind of one time, like I really appreciate, you know, that you that you come in and recommend people yeah, and yeah, whatever. And and yeah, like the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of reward the good behavior, um, rather than kind of penalizing it and, and do that. And then just think about as well, like there's so much stuff in the business that we can be doing with our time that you don't want to be doing on a night time. So actually, is it better spending that half a day just getting up to date with your accounts or yeah. scheduling some stuff on social media or get, gathering some reviews and testimonials and stuff because they will. Yeah. You're playing the long game they'll they will bring you money in eventually so that is a kind of good use of our time rather than getting busy later and going oh god I've got to get around to doing that and I've got to find the time or or I'll just not get it done um so yeah don't be too frightened of that kind of white space but yeah the main thing is if you if you know if your prices are done kind of properly with profit in mind you can actually withstand a bit more of that white space yeah. and if you're full then brilliant that's absolutely perfect but if you're not it doesn't become quite as scary as like oh my god I'm not going to make ends yeah. anymore that's like we've found that um I think our prices are good enough that the good weeks outweigh the bad weeks mm-hmm. or the good months get you through the bad months mm-hmm. you know because we've priced accordingly we know after Christmas January February will be mm-hmm. quieter than what November and December were yeah um we just flog loads and loads of vouchers instead. Well, yeah, there's stuff like that, isn't there? Vouchers and uh, upsells and packages and, you know, yeah. gift things and, and there's loads of different things Detail. that you can do, isn't it? Yeah. I think we're quite different as in, I know this sounds might sound a bit harsh, mm. but we sell gift vouchers, but they're only actually valid for three months. Yeah, that's fine. And that's purely because the busiest time we sell them is Christmas mm-hmm. and our quietest time is January, February, yeah. March. Yeah. sort of they yeah. are our quietest time if we'd have given them six months they get put in a drawer and forgotten about yeah. and then you end up with the issue of people Do I after the next yeah yeah asking for them to be you know extended and we just find purely because we sell most at christmas mm. that that three months it's fresh in the mind mm-hmm. and it keeps us going yeah, yeah they have to come back yeah plus um, i think people want a bit of a pamper don't then if you put that into your marketing in january and say you know we're doing these kind of pamper packages and you know treat yourself and january blues and all that um then yeah if i had a voucher i'd be like i'd probably cash it in like this first of january (laughs) i'd be like i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) i cash in any voucher straight away i've just i've just thrown one in the bin that was like you're literally from 2018 (laughs) i was like oh i didn't use that um because it just gets put away somewhere but yeah there's there's things that we can do and it's like you say it's kind of planning so that it's overall it's consistent that we can ride out the kind of good and the bad um not that one bad week will you know end up with us really really stressed out and um yeah. on the brink yeah yeah we we totally agree with what you've said um with regards to like when you have got some quiet time yeah so basically i was pounding the streets yeah. <laughs> um, giving out just delivering leaflets mm-hmm. and i yeah. thought then she'll be like has anybody run from leaflets but how many people have we seen? I mean, it's only Monday, but the amount of people that the phone has not stopped today while we've been in salon. Really? And That's it's, good. So it didn't happen straight away, but it's happened yeah. like two weeks later, I think, when people have started to be confident. Yeah. So we used that time to just put leaflets and people said, I didn't know even know you were there. Yeah. That's it. You know, so it might not feel, it didn't feel like it was beneficial at yeah. the time two weeks ago, but it seems actually 
people have taken notice and and the phone has been ringing today yeah so we've just used that time differently didn't we that's it and with a lot of marketing you don't tend to see some you don't get a return on it straight away it's very rare that you I mean you might put something up and say oh I've I've, you know by all means like advertise spaces and stuff like that but I mean just don't be tempted to be like I've had nine cancellations this week who wants them like maybe reword it in a way that is a bit better (laughs) (laughs) and just say like oh I've you know I'm really limited spaces I've just got a couple more I can fit in and do you want to jump the queue and whatever um yeah put that on and, and yes sometimes you will get people booking on the back of that but actually it is a long game but I have clients who come to me who when I say oh how did you hear about us they're like oh I followed you for like five years on social media I'm like wow I have played a really long game um maybe it's maybe it's because it's extensions and it's obviously more money and it's like a bigger commitment I suppose and like a longer term thing but um yeah my, my renters get this as well with colors where people will just have you on the radar and people do tend to be really loyal don't they so they might be going to their own you know nail tech or lash tech or whatever and they might be kind of keeping an eye on you and just thinking oh I really like their work or I'd love to go to them and it might just be yeah. that that leaflet that leaflet is the one thing that you know tips them over the edge and, and gets them to book in so yeah please don't anyone be disheartened that you're putting stuff out there and you don't get anything from it it's consistency it has to be you know consistent and and actually setting time aside in the week to do that stuff and, and that business stuff so seeing a space is actually an opportunity of like that I've been given this time to do something further you know that my future business self will, will thank us for doing now like accounts is yeah. a great one because how much do we just hate doing them if you don't keep up to date with them like it's a slimming nightmare um but yeah getting up to date with that just updating your website making sure your prices are all um up to date or come up with new ideas or ideas for blogs or little videos behind the scenes anything like that there's so much we can do with our time the worst thing we can do is sit there and, and go oh my god this feels awful yeah, um, and it's not good, yeah. it's not good for you like your mindset absolutely not yeah not mental health you end up in like almost like a rabbit hole of totally like yeah. negativity and then you're all doom and gloom and you can't find your way back out of it yeah. um because i think we've all we've all been there oh absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's a bit like kind of lockdown isn't it i think in the very beginning um oh, yeah. everyone was just like devastated and it was really hard to think straight and to get out of that and then I think they kind of became a bit of a turning point that I saw with people and I don't know whether it was when we were it was kind of in the middle when when they I think they first give a date for I think it was the salons and stuff to go back um and I think because everyone was sort of going oh it'll be next week it'll be next week I'm not going to do anything and actually when we were like oh it's not it's we've actually got quite a way to wait and obviously even longer for yeah people. I think that's when people were like right okay I've got this time that I'm never going to have again like I'm never going to be given I'll never give myself this amount of time off um obviously it was awful and, and financially really really um distressing for a lot of people but I did see that there was definitely a shift in the kind of people's mindset and attitudes where they were like do you know what um I need to get out of this and I need to actually start doing something for the better and whether that was doing kind of education or classes or workshops or just watching stuff on YouTube or you know anything podcast. like that yeah podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love a podcast um yeah. yeah I think there was a big shift in people going do you know what I'm going to use this time to to better what I'm going back to um, which is really yeah. cool and I definitely have seen this kind of ripple effect of, of people just treating it treating the business a bit more like a business rather than something that we started like I say because we love it and because it's a or maybe it's a hobby that we just got really good at and people started paying us for and actually taking it a bit more seriously um because we do deserve to do you know what I mean like we are I, I stand by the fact that we are tradespeople. we are very skilled tradespeople the same way that a, a mechanic or an electrician or a plumber is but we treat ourselves really differently we don't treat ourselves with the same kind of I guess level of respect that that they would get yeah. especially in terms of pricing I mean 
they'll just tell you straight up won't they like this is the call out this is the parts this is the labor yeah. and we go brill that's fine I can't fix a boiler so crack on like we don't go oh my god how much are you charging for that labor like they solve a problem that we can't solve and we do the exact same thing from clients and I think if lockdown has taught us anything it's that um we make what we do look very easy but it's not yeah <laughs> you can't do their own at home yeah and and people trying to you know do their own I've seen some very interesting kind of um Ooh, especially yeah. especially men's haircuts I've seen some really Ooh, interesting gosh. fades and, 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 and stuff like that fringes and whatever but yeah nails people go oh, I can just get a lamp and do it it's just not the same it doesn't last the same no. it's not the same you know level of product and skill and stuff so that kind of goes in our favor that people have actually started to go do you know what you look it looks easy but it only looks easy because we're so skilled at it and we're, we're so experienced um it's not yeah. actually as easy as, as we make it look yeah, that's so true. So, Maddie, if anybody wants to sort of get in contact with you or wants to um, look at anything that you've been doing, your webinars and your um, like pricing calculator, yeah. how do they sort of get in contact with you or take a look at what you've been up to? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Both of them are Bossy or Salon. Um, if you look in the bio on my Instagram, that's kind of where everything lives in there. It's probably the easiest place to find stuff. I'd always recommend it as a, as a starting point that people register to come along to the free webinar. So um, it's totally free, <laughs> just to reiterate that, because some people don't believe me or they feel quite shocked that it is. Um, <laughs> it's two hours long and there's a lot in those two hours. Um, I speak quite quickly. <laughs> there's quite a lot to cram in. Um, so yeah, come along, register. You, it, they're all live as well, because I think there's a really great thing that comes from chatting chatting live there's like a chat box I can't see or hear you because people panic thinking I'm going to see like the, the no makeup <laughs> or the pajamas or whatever like I can't see or hear you you can see and hear me but there's like a chat box and it's really helpful because people can come along and answer questions and, and chat to each other and to me live um yeah I try and do those two or three times a week so come along to those um I've also got a pricing calculator but I, I talk about that on the class as well I do have other courses and stuff that I do uh I'm about to launch a 12 month program so depending on when this goes out and when you hear about it you might either be able to get in it but you might need to wait and, and join waiting list but just have a check on my socials as, as to where we're kind of up to with that but yeah and please um message me I don't mind at all I love chatting with people and um if you've done a price increase as well I love to see people's kind of um <laughs> results from that because everyone thinks it's going to be this horrible thing that all the clients will just walk out and everyone will think you're this horrible greedy you know horrible awful person um, and I have hundreds of screenshots that would say otherwise <laughs> where people say it doesn't yeah. happen. It's actually fine. No one's done anything. In fact, it was really anticlimactic. <laughs> no one was bothered. Um, <laughs> boring. Yeah, it's very boring. Yeah, you think it's going to be like fire, fireworks and that and, and actually no one cares. So, yeah. So, yeah, feel free to keep keep me in the loop as well because I love chatting um, to people about this. I've got groups and stuff like that, but you'll be able to find them from all from the, the bio link. Ah, so exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Maddie. I think this is going to be so beneficial oh, to so many Oh, thank you both listeners. for having me. I really appreciate um, it. And I think we'll be having a bit of a conversation. We'll be like, should we have done this? Should <laughs> we have done that? <laughs> After this. We'll message you, Maddie. That's fine, yeah, me. We'll right. let you know how it's gone. Yeah, my DMs are open. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Well, thank you ever so much. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Oh, thank you. My pleasure as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Beauty Edit Podcast or join our Facebook group, The Beauty Edit Podcast Society. Thank you so much again and please do look out for another episode of The Beauty Edit Podcast.